Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We're doing a, a series called The Leader's Dress Code. How do we reflect Christ-like character in our lives to the glory of God? And uh, we're on episode seven of this little series already and we're going to focus on the aspect of forgiveness. Why? Because in Romans 13, 14, it says, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not just about character. This is about how do we reflect Christ's glory through our leadership, which is critical because there's leaders in the kingdom, we are reflecting and representing Jesus. So Colossians 3, 12 and 13, our key text for this, Paul says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. Now we looked at these ones, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Now here comes verse 13. He says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, why is forgiveness such a critical thing as leaders? Let's dive into it. That word to forgive is actually a Greek word. It's the word charizomai, whatever, however you pronounce that. And basically that word means to give grace, to forgive, to cancel a debt or to hand over into custody. I love that because forgiveness is really the grace to be able to forgive a debt that someone has that, that you have against them. They've hurt you. They've wronged you in some way. And to be able to hand them over into the Lord's custody. What do I mean by that? Well, sometimes when, when someone's wronged us, there's a desire inside of us to get even, to take revenge. But to forgive someone means letting go of our right to hold a grudge or that right for justice and releasing them into the justice of the Lord. In fact, it says in Romans 12 verse 19, it says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. I love that. That's what forgiveness means. It means releasing your debt so that you can put them into God's custody. Now, Interestingly, is that word, uh, that word, uh, how did we say, charizimo, that word actually comes from the word chairo. Now that word chairo means to rejoice, to be glad, to delight, or as in a greeting, to hail someone or a greeting. And this is quite interesting because it reveals two incredible fruit to what it means to be a forgiving leader. Number one, there's a joy and gladness that waits for the person who learns to forgive. Now, this is huge. I heard someone once say, and I've never forgotten it, unforgiveness or bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Now, that's exactly what happens as a leader, as a follower of Christ. If you're holding on to bitterness, you're kind of holding on to, I've been violated, I've been wrong, it's not fair. You're holding on instead of releasing them to the Lord. What's happening is you're poisoning your heart. We don't forgive for the other person. We give for the sake of our own hearts to release them. And so what happens? In when we do forgive, there's a joy and gladness that awaits us. The Bible reveals that a root of bitterness defiles many. Your bitterness doesn't just negatively affect you. It negatively affects your loved ones, friends, family, those people around you get impacted when we hold on to bitterness. If you can remember Joseph, he was betrayed by his brother's Old Testament story. And when they finally came together again, Joseph chose to forgive them, which brought about a family reunion rather than Joseph holding on to his bitterness, which would have kept the family in feud and in guilt and divided. Second fruit of, uh, of that forgiveness is the proof of forgiveness is the ability to greet someone instead of avoiding them. Remember the root of that word was chairo, which means a greeting, a gladness and a greeting. Now, 
I'm sure you've been in a situation like that before. Maybe you've been in the grocery store or something and you see someone that you've had a bit of an issue, a bit of a fight, you've got a little bit of a, a grudge inside of you and hoping they don't see you, you change aisles or change shopping centers because you don't want to meet them. Now that's the proof right there that there's unforgiveness in your heart. You see, the proof of forgiveness is when you can greet someone face to face without bitterness or resentment inside of you. So here's the big challenge that I want to leave you with today. Some argue that it's too difficult. If you knew what they had done to me, if you knew the hurt they had caused inside of me, you'd understand why I'm holding on to this grudge or this bitterness. Now, the truth is that forgiveness is costly. You want the person to suffer in the same way that they have made you suffer. Which is why the scripture says that we need to forgive. It says, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. In other words, our model, our example of forgiveness comes back to the very way that God has forgiven us. Jesus literally paid the price on the cross with his blood to forgive us. Our forgiveness cost Jesus' life. Our forgiveness cost the Father the life of his Son. Now, people who are able to forgive others or because they've had a revelation of how much God has forgiven them. So I want to be straight with you. I want to talk right to your heart right now. If you're someone who struggles to forgive others, the root of the problem is you've never had a revelation of just how God has forgiven you. And if you want to be someone who grows in this area of forgiving others, of extending mercy to others, the place to start is asking God for a revelation of how much it cost Him to forgive you and I. When that becomes truth, then we're able to forgive others. So the innocent one paid for the guilty so that the guilty could receive his innocence. Now, the cost of forgiveness might be high, but I want to leave you with this challenge finally. The cost of unforgiveness is even higher than the cost of forgiveness. Let me explain. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he gave them a strong warning. Matthew 6, 14 to 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sin. That is a frightening thing for me. In other words, as soon as we stop extending mercy to others, God's mercy is blocked from being extended to us. How scary is that? We can be separated from the very grace and mercy of God by holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness. That's why, as I was saying, the cost of holding on to unforgiveness is even more than the cost of forgiving. Big idea. In other words, a lack of forgiveness from our part blocks God's grace and mercy from flowing to us. As leaders in the kingdom, this is a critical area where a powerful example is needed. Leaders, we set the tone in any organization for extending mercy and grace to others. An organization characterized by grace and trust is the result of godly leaders who extend mercy and grace to others. That's part of our leader's dress code. Critical leaders, we set the pace. Let's be a people forgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope it's helpful. Can't wait to see you next week for our next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.